Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats official, official sponsor of the corner booth podcast. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Corn Roof Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clinton, alongside the great Matt Hortazzo, my right-hand man. Oh, what my God, man. Happy, vic- happy Victory Monday, pal. Both oh, our teams got the dub on comebacks last night. Yours probably a little more epic than mine was. Mine was just kind of like you poke the bear, you get you get the claws kind of shit. But yours was mm-hmm. actually fucking awesome. Mine, I, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I was probably the one of the minority fans that I thought once it was 2010, I just thought it was done. I was like, I've seen this mm-hmm. all before. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was trying to see if I could bet on the Jets to win. I was trying Man. to find the money line. I've seen, but I've seen this before. Like we we were playing Miami, Tua came in against us, and he did good. Then we were we were playing the Browns years ago, and we took out Tyrod, and Baker came in and won the game. So I'm thinking this is a just a fucking part three. Kenny Pickett comes in, takes the lead. Then we intercept him three times, and Brees Hall fucking gets the fucking nose of the football just over the white. Apparently to the refs, I thought it was. Uh, I couldn't tell. But oh I no, was it was it. a touchdown. I, I looked at four, five, four or five times. I'm like that is a touchdown. By but like the same thing with the Hurts touchdown. It's the thing is like the second that cracks the plane, they want to avoid the Calvin Johnson or Des Bryant thing again. So they basically yeah. were like, we refuse to let the team get screwed over. Oh my god, I won a dollar thirty-seven yesterday. There you go. Well, pinch my nipples. <laughs> well, shout out to Joe Douglas for calling Howie Roseman and getting permission to use the Philly special. Fuck yes. I think I actually had to call Doug Peterson and the ghost of Nick Foles, but still. <laughs> <sighs> I'm kind of, I'm, I'm surprised how stumped I am on this top 10 list for the, you know, what we're doing. Here's the thing with me. It's like for bar foods, I've, you know, I've watched so many games at bars because of the fact that my team's an out of market game. That it's so easy. By the way, folks, are we're gonna finish tonight off with our top ten bar foods? I might even break out a last call. I don't know. I might have to. I don't. I don't think I have a smooth jazz anymore. I might have to hold it off for a week. 
<clears throat> but yeah, so our uh, our top our corner booth top ten tonight is going to be top ten bar foods. Next week will be top ten TV shows, and we're gonna get really nasty, nasty in two weeks. We're gonna do top ten favorite movies, any genre. Oh, I'm letting Matt know now because I know he and me and him are gonna be literally like, see, top ten video games for me was so easy because one through seven was a cakewalk. It was just eight, nine, and ten. I had to really kind of think about it for a second. Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh it's like I already have one, two, and three. It's easy as hell for me. Oh uh, yeah. I I think I think at least number one for both of us is gonna be universal. Oh, we got Judge is at bat, the split screen on the Monday night uh preview. Judge is at bat in the top of the third with a two and zero count. Mm-hmm. See if he can get to sixty two, or if he's gonna fucking walk for the thirtieth time in the week. Yeah, and they're at Texas, and Texas has a pretty big stadium. I think it's like four hundred and ten or eleven feet from the center field. So he's gonna have to actually fucking crack this one if he wants it to go out. It's not like Yankee Stadium short bench. Right. I. I... I really hope he absolutely fucking bombs one. Just at, like hits it to the next county. I, I just I want this to be over for him, for baseball fans, for sports fans alone. I'm just so sick of this shit. I really can care less. I'm not even gonna lie to you, like you saw in our, in our <clears throat> conversation. Like I'm all for the coverage and the hype, but like I'm just I want this to be done so I can not watch football and then have it all of a sudden just get crossed to a double screen, but the audio yeah. of the football game is completely gone. I mean, like, I love my Yankees, but, like, I mean, there's this is why we have apps. We can watch it yeah. on our phone and we can watch it on TV. So, like, we can we can multitask on uh, MLB. Yeah, I know. It's like, to me, it just gets start getting, like, like, come on, guys, what the fuck? And Judge lines one <clears throat> out to the shortstop, who then throws the ball back to first base for the double play to end the inning. Actually, scratch that. Lined it out to second baseman, who then tossed it to the first base. Okay. Um, I, I'm like, oh, how many are right now? I have, I have eight right now. I need two more. Eleven. Oh, we're I in the same boat. Right? I need just two. I more. need like my last three with my honorable mention. I think my honorable mention is gonna be something like like a layup, like fries on your range or some shit. Because it's like, there's another French fry related dish in my top ten. It's actually in my top five, but the thing is like. It's so good. It's separate. Mm. Oh, found one. Okay, cool. I mean, all right. Let's talk about last night's game. To anybody who bet on the Buccaneers, Matthew included. Yeah. I want you guys to understand something. I have a couple of listeners in podcast, including my boy Kevin, not of, of the tailgate and the quad. He's one of my gym buddies. He asked me, what, what happened? I'm like, you realize half their families were displaced because of this fucking hurricane, right? You realize the entire week they're worried about their, their homes and where they lived and everything else. Because most of them probably lived in Fort Myers and uh, uh, what's Naples and all that shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. So the problem is they're worried about their homes. They, focus on, they were practicing in Miami, which is a four-hour drive. At least, if not more. So... The Bucks were fucked from the beginning. They put up a good fight. So let's not crown the 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 the, uh, the Chiefs yet. Let's not crown the Eagles. Let's not crown the Bills. There is no top team in football right now. 
Mm-hmm. Let's just preface that. Philadelphia should have kicked Jacksonville's teeth in from the start. Hassan Reddick should be gifted the key to the city after his performance yesterday. So should Miles Sanders. The two of them should be able to walk down Broad Street, walk into any bar, any store, take whatever they want, and walk the fuck out. Because those two basically single-handedly gave Philadelphia the win last night. Also, James Bradbury for making like a circus pick. Because Trevor Lawrence basically stared down Christian Kirk for about 30 seconds. So, it's... I like the Bucks. I think they're a good team. And one of my one of my coworkers, she does our books at my day job at Grace Bridge, and she says to me, she goes, "Why were they not throwing to Julio or Mike Evans?" I'm like, "Because they were getting double covered. That's why." You look yeah. at the tape; they're getting shelled the entire. Like these Chiefs said, "Hey, we may give up some plays to nowhere, nowhere." This guy and Brashad Perriman and Russell Gage, who are great three and four receivers, by the way. You add Godwin back in this mix whenever the fuck his knee he decides to play. And oh my god, it's an amazing lineup. But the problem is, if I am the Chiefs and Steve Spagnolo, who the fact that he still has a fucking job in the NFL is a miracle in itself, because he yeah. is fucking terrible as the Rams head coach. He was also horrendous as the Giants defensive coordinator. No, first time around he was great. Second time around he was fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, you know what the thing, uh, there's a couple of things I want to point out. Uh, one of them, I think we're starting to see that decline in Tom Brady, which he's just, listen, he's not putting up 30 something points a game. He's not that crazy offensive driven quarterback right now. I mean, they're, I think they, the points they put up this week were probably like the most, I think they put up so far this season, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much been just a defense driven team from the start. And, you know, I'm picking up Tampa because I'm, I'm going into the momentum of, you know, they want to win this game for Tampa, for the people of Tampa, for everything that's happened to them. So I'm running, I'm riding on that momentum. Plus, Todd Bowles has that defense on lock, and you get all these offensive weapons coming back for them. You would assume that this was going to be a high-scoring game, um, but I don't know. This, I mean, this is definitely the last rodeo for Tom Brady. But you know, kudos to him because I, I didn't really start to notice this, this slide of quarterback play until he hit age like 45. So kudos to him. But I think. Uh, we're going to be possibly seeing Kyle Trash season next year. Kyle Trash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Florida great. I wouldn't call him that much. Um, my my biggest thing is, uh, one, I think Todd Bowles isn't dumb. They're not putting Kyle Unless Kyle Trask is ready to rock and roll, like there's no fucking way he's risking his coaching job. No. Second. Most no. head coaches who have such a bad start to their career don't get a second shot. I think Gary Kubiak is the only one who won the second run around. Actually, and I said Pete Carroll, who got a second run around and took advantage and won a Super Bowl. God bless yeah. Gary Kubiak. Cost him his fucking his fucking heart, basically. But yeah, good job. Yeah, the only way I think Trask gets in is if Brady goes down with an injury. But even then, I think Blaine Gabbard is probably the next guy up. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to throw Trask in right away. Hell no. I've so far completed this list in hopes that I don't think of something else to add in there, so I have to take something out. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm finishing right now. I'm later. All I have left is six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eight. I don't mention. I have like three like ties because the problem is like it falls in the same category in my mind of like it should yeah. be there. You know, I'm gonna take one thing out. I was gonna put sushi in there, but if you go to a bar that offers sushi, it's not an actual like like. Or like an actual bar, bar, like a like a Thai place or some shit. It should not be on the menu. 
I was going to say um, I've never had sushi at a bar. Um, Saki in Southbury. Oh, yeah. You go to, you know, a Japanese bar. But I'm thinking yeah. like Texas Roadhouse and uh, Outback at the bar. Yeah. You know, there's another one I'm not going to put in because I've never had good enough ones where I'm like, oh, my God, this is what you need to order is steak tips. I fucking love steak tips. That's a dinner I to me, too, though, but, but I like, love you steak gotta tips. you got to make them homemade, in my opinion. You can't, like, half-ass them. Oh, yeah, no. You have to make them homemade. Mm-mm. Hell no. Uh, shit for biscuits. Uh, let's keep talking about Sunday football while I try to think of my nine and six. Oh, uh, Sunday night football. That was, oh, yes. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? Chiefs had that one in, in lockdown from the start. They jumped away to a quick lead. Brady tried to come back at the end, but defense did not hold it up this time. Andy Reid had all the answers for him, and Todd Bowles did not have any answers for him. I think Tampa's 2-2 two and two right now. Um, are the Panthers also 2-2? Two and two? Yes. So. So that's no, 1-3. Oh, God, no. Yeah, maybe that's why I saw on the on the TV today when I was at the gym that the uh, Matt Rule said Sam Darnold isn't close to returning yet right now. So I'm like, oh, why are they trying to rush him back? Did not realize they were one and three. Well, you got the Saints are also, I believe, one and three. Um, Let's go to the standings, folks. Because <laughs> honestly, these are pretty. The standings right now are pretty fucking hilarious in the NFL. Patriots are last, like we were talking about. <laughs> Bailey Zapp didn't look bad. Did not look bad at all. Good, quick reads. Everything was out fast. Much better. All right, listen. We have this. Yeah, yeah. Standings. You ready? Oh, yes. In the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins 3-1, Bills 3-1. But Miami is a tiebreaker, obviously. Jets 2-2, Patriots 1-3, and and that's going to keep falling. NFC North, God's garbage can. (laughs) Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens are all tied at 2-2. The Pittsburgh Pickets, oh, I'm sorry, Steelers, are (laughs) 1-3. AFC South Jags and Titans tied at two and two are at the division lead. Who the fuck predicted that? Season Uh, Colts are one, two and one Houston Texans. The only winless team left in football are Oh, three and one. Jesus. (laughs) I can't believe they tied with the Colts. Oh my God. So funny. That game was so bad. Damien Pierce is a monster though. Yeah. Um, Chiefs, char- uh, Chiefs are three and one, leading the division. The Chargers and Let's Ride are two and two apiece. The Broncos are fucked. Uh, Javante Williams is out. By the way, so is my fan, my fast team. Thank God I traded for Ramondre Stevenson. Like I had a trade where I could have gotten rid of Javante Williams on Friday, but I chickened out and said, "Fuck it." I was just gonna do Debo straight up for Javante Williams, and the guy was aiming. The guy was up for it. Oh, I would man. have had my receiving core if I pulled this trade off would have been Debo, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, and uh, Josh Palmer. That's a loaded receiving core. That's an amazing receiver core, and especially with backs, receivers runs fantasy right now. My running backs would have been Stevenson, Eckler. Uh, I think I picked up Brian Robinson. He's coming off the PUP this week, so I look like a fucking genius for scoping him two weeks ago. Um, and then I have one more back that I trust. Oh, Raheem Moser. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I got lucky. I traded uh, Javante Williams for Marquise Brown, which 
you know, obviously if you probably compare the two, giving up Javante Williams for Marquise Brown doesn't seem like a great idea. However, in that league, I'm very deep at receive or running back, so I didn't need him. But it just worked out in the end because, unfortunately, he did get injured, but that is now the other owner's problem. Yeah, now uh, tomorrow I will be dropping him for somebody. I don't know who. I'm going to be literally like a mo- – I'm going to freaking sniper on that waiver wire. I'm going to pick off somebody because I need something. Brian Robinson got... coming back this early, though, is like – I'm like – I'm kind of rooting for Washington to actually have a little bit of a run with him because like I need him to be a good running back to stay alive. I also, in the two leagues that I have, that he is available, I'm not going to get him because I'm 4-0 and and 3-1, and so I'm last in the waiver. But I already put in two waivers for George Pickens. Why don't you just go get him and just see if you get a shot? Because not everyone's going to be that smart and go get him. The PUP announcement literally just came out an hour ago. You could probably get a decent shot at him. What, Pickens? No, at uh, Robinson. Oh, if he's there, I'll try and pick him up. And I'm talking about I already put in two waivers for Pickens. We'll put in one waiver for Robinson, too. I'd, I'd Honestly, picking a Pickens and Robinson would be – you'd be in a good spot. I got to see. Right. I think – yeah. NFC. Fuck James Cook. I'm not using him. I cut him so fast. Him and uh, all, all, every rookie running back not named Brees Hall. I and fucking, uh, Damian uh, Pierce. I was so high on Alec Pierce and James Cook. I fucking dropped both of them by week two. Thank God I dropped both of them, too. I was so mad. Um, Philadelphia Eagles lead the NFC East to 4-0. They're not the best team in football yet. Nobody is. I don't care what the record says. They have to prove to me they can actually score a point after the first, second of the fourth quarter. Uh, Dallas Cowboys 3-1. and one. D- Listen, Cooper Rush is a real deal. If Dak wasn't making $45 million, he may not have a job next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Giants are 3-1. and one. Fraudulent. But fuck, I'll give credit where credit is due. That game was ugly and they won it. Uh, yeah, freaking Saquon commander. Barkley was... Uh, last place. Uh, Commander's 3 one Sorry, what? Barkley took QB five snaps. One. Barkley Emergency took five snaps. Yeah. Um, uh, Davis Webb could be the starting quarterback on uh, Sunday in London. For... The Giants. Oh, yes. Uh, there's a very real chance they cannot, like Tyrod and Daniel Jones may not be good to go. <clears throat> All right, Minnesota uh, Vikings are 3-1 and one lead division. So are the Packers at 3-1. and one. Bears are 2-2. Two and two. Lions are 1-3. and three. Let's be honest with you. The Lions have the lowest, have the tightest margin of victory in all their games. They've only lost a, a, the biggest loss of margin. Margin of loss was to Seattle. Who, By the way, low-key, Seattle's like a fun team to watch. They're not going to do is. much. But they may sneak into the wild card because, fuck, they just score points. Listen, I am not a Geno hater. He, I mean, I know he's a former Jets quarterback. It didn't work out, but I've never disliked the guy. Um, I think like every other quarterback in the Jets past, he just dealt a bad hand with coaching and the combination of the GMs and stuff like that. But, like, it's fun to watch him just air that ball out. It's fun he to watch him. Rips that thing out of the pocket. Dude, at, like, what, 31 maybe? I, I'm happy to see him getting his chance in his – in a just a better system in the sense of coaching and things like that. Um, but um, I, I like seeing him play. He, he's having fun out there and he's putting up numbers. The lions just can't escape the fact that every game that they're losing is within one possession. It's, uh, it's going to come down to the defensive coordinator. You're not giving, there's no way you're getting rid of Dan Campbell or that offensive uh, coaching staff because they're putting up 40 plus points a game. Mm-hmm. It's gonna probably be the DC at the end of the day if that does happen. But like, mm-hmm. it's I'm I'm standing I'm standing for <clears> my <throat> eight win stance on the Lions though. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see them finish a game soon. Hell yeah! By the way, I just finished my top ten. It's gonna get weird. I'm down for that. I've already got my top ten. 
I just swapped six and eight because I'm not so <laughs> sure about it now. I actually had to axe four because I thought of something better, and then I had to replace three and four with my new idea. So I had to maneuver some things around. Fair enough. All righty then. So, um, one second. Yeah, no, all right. So here we go. Uh, NFC South, Buccaneers, Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Bucks wow. and Falcons are both two and two. Atlanta making it. Uh, I love the Atlanta Falcons this year. Can we just talk about this for a second? They are fun as fuck to watch. Cordero Patterson is like my favorite human to watch play run the football. This man is just faster and bigger and just gallops like a goddamn horse through the hole. And and, and Mariota is fun to watch playing quarterback. Yeah. That team is, uh, you know, it's funny to say that they're surprisingly two and two because everybody thought I think they would have been zero and four or one and three at this point. But um, Crow Patterson, a lot of people probably forget, but this man was drafted like nine or ten years ago. He was a first-round pick from the Minnesota Vikings the same year that they drafted. It was Cordero Patterson, Sharif Floyd, and Xavier Rhodes were all in the same draft class by the Vikings. I believe it was 2013. It was 2013 or 14. Three first-round picks. So he's not a spring chicken, but he's finally figured out how to use him because he's always been an elusive kind of guy. He should have always just been a running back. Yeah. And now he's on the IR, which screws my team in one league. Yeah, he's on the IR for four weeks or something like that. What happened to him? I think it was a injury report this morning. That's the problem. I didn't see the specifics of what it was, but I'm pretty positive it's a lower body injury, probably near ankle. Oh boy! Listen, the Falcons. Listen, hey, they may call. There's there are a couple running. They may may, make a move for a running back. Like they 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 have the shot at it because it's like shit. They they're in the playoff hunt. If they do that, I'll give you one name that I think they should go get right now. That would be Kareem Hunt. Oh, my God. Imagine him in that offense. What's the difference, though, between him and – I mean, they both are primary. They're both 50-50 in the sense of passing and receiving backs or rushing and receiving well, here's backs. The thing with Hunt, Hunt can literally lower his shoulder and take your head clean off. Yeah. Or he can kick your head clean off depending on where you st- where you fall on the ground. And you'll um, get a good six or seven years more out of Hunt. Yeah, and even with Patterson, you get two or three more. Honestly, and they'll help get you ready for Ritter. Mm-hmm. Like the Falcons, honestly, do not have a bad team. If they keep adding on defense, like they will win the division the next two years. Yeah. I hope everyone realizes the Falcons are going to be back. Oh, they're like the be Buccaneers are the Buccaneers are fucked. Let's 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 talk about this. The Buccaneers are fucked. After Tom Brady, I guarantee Mike Evans will leave. He will find a way out of Tampa. Finally, Julio's on a one-year contract, mercenary. Godwin's going to be stuck there, but you know what? he'll be there to help your next receiver. Um, Lenny, Lenny will leave the second he gets a shot to leave. Um, and yeah, you have Rashad White, who I think honestly is a great, a great up and coming running back. Defense, a lot of good young guys, but the problem is once Brady leaves, that's the linchpin. Oh, yeah. And I He's... think honestly, I, I really truly, in my heart of hearts, I know we've been saying this for five, six, seven years. I think this is Brady's last season. It feels like this is it. It looks, I like get it. a little bit of like, Favre's last ride, Peyton's, where like Brady's obviously a lot better in both of them. They where they were because Brady takes better care of his body. But I think even Brady, the way he just reacts to game things on the field, I think this is it. Like I think if the Buccaneers do not make the playoffs for some fucking crazy reason, I think like that last game in Tampa is going to be like really emotional. But I think Brady will go out in the playoffs. I do not think he's. I think the Bucks will get in the wild card. 
I really hope they play us first round because I, I we want some payback. Who better than the team that other and no who better than the team but us, the Philadelphia Eagles, and not came out in, in his final playoff game? That would be the most poetic justice of all time. Yeah, I mean, if you watch him play this season, it does look like this is his last year in the league. Plus, if he wants to salvage his marriage, he probably should not play next year. But if he does play next year for the Tampa Bay or another team, then you can probably consider him divorced and a single man. Which but, makes him even more pissed off and dangerous. Might make him too yeah. reckless. Um, the Panthers, they better hope Matt corrals the answer. Saints, I have no idea. Saints fans, I am praying for you guys. I hate your team. Love your fan base. And I love your city. The Saints, at the end of the day, what they have to look forward to is Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave. And, and the fact uh, that Michael Thomas Mark- is somewhat back. Yeah, they, they, I think Andy Dalton's their solution, man. I really think he is. Dude, he's they look like a le- They look like a legitimate football team with Andy Dalton in their center. I don't get the whole Jameis thing. I really don't. No, it's got to be the system because Dalton looked terrible in Chicago and and Dallas. So it has to be the system that's working for him. But like he is, if you watch him play, he looks like a much better quarterback option than Taysom Hill or James Winston right now. Yeah. All righty. Let's get you ready for the uh, the fun part, Matt. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time of the week again where we break down every single game that's happened over the last I'd say four or five days where we start off with Thursday Night Football end with tonight's game. We call it the one-sentence game. We each do a sentence. We maybe talk for 30 seconds about each game, and we move on. This will be a little faster today, obviously, because, you know, we are running a little bit behind schedule, and we also want to keep you guys under out of here in an hour because I know the bar food debate is going to be hysterical. All righty. Getting off start with the Dolphins and Bengals. The Dolphins didn't just lose this game. They lost the respect of half the league. And they probably lost any chance of not getting fined or losing draft picks. They fucked Tua's career. I don't know if Tua's ever going to be playing again. I really think he's going to have serious neurological damage. Because your fingers don't seize like this. Shout out to our boy Pat Donahue, by the way, former member of the show, who was a former Army medic, works the Red Cross, said, dude, like that's serious neurological damage. If your fingers are curling and like snarling up like that, like seizing up, like I am praying for Tua. Like I have slandered Tua since the second it's Jalen Hurts' spot in the 2017 championship game. But it's all been out of respect because he's damn good. And here's mm-hmm. the problem. I don't know if he'll ever see a football field again. If I I watched Tua's last play, I was yeah. drunk because our Thursday show, me, Matt, and DJ were getting a little wild, but I watched it and I was in shock. So, all I have to say is I right, prayers up for Tua. That's all I'm going to say about yeah. this game. My little sentence statement for the game is just unfortunate at the end of the day because Tua should not have been playing in that game. Like, there's no way that four days earlier, he when you know, he suffers a concussion, his teammates have to hold him up from falling down, that you're going to clear him to play in four days on a Thursday. Um yeah, and like I like there's there's no way people are calling that just a just a regular concussion protocol kind of thing. Like that's nerve damage. Every doctor you talk to, I used to work for a specialty healthcare hospital which dealt with strokes and neurological damages. We have our own neuro team, we have our own therapy or stroke team. Like th- this is neurological damage that he has suffered and I pray that he plays another another down of football down the road, but I just hope that he stays and he gets healthy 
And I think Miami fired the unaffiliated doctor. It was just a cover-up because they're going to still keep their regular team doctor that diagnosed him with everything. So now I, we got to Listen, I don't think Mike Reed, We're going to set – we have oh, – by the way, we have a new addition to the Jared Clem bet ticker over-unders. All right, we are moving the Ryan Tannehill uh, games till he's benched. He has earned an extra game and a half. We are now up to five and a half games for Ryan Tannehill. But how fast until the first rookie coach gets fired? I thought it was Josh McDaniels the end of the season. We're slamming this way up to Matt McDaniel by the end of next week. I think the more this investigation goes, Stephen Ross is going to panic and fire Mike McDaniel because somebody's head's got to roll and a doctor ain't good enough. I hope they realize that. That's yeah. That there's going to be a sacrificial lamb and the and Mike McDaniel is looking real furry right now. I yeah, I I definitely agree with you that there has to be some sort of reprimanding that has to come down not just on the doctor but other people whether whether it's suspensions it's fines it's whatever it's got to be i don't think they're going to fire him anytime soon if they do i think it'll be after the season but i'm not going to rule that out that's an entirely big possibility we've seen crazier things happen in the nfl um i'm gonna fucking slam the fucking over on nathaniel hackett getting canned first as a rookie head coach because he is atrocious i don't care what the record is he's a terrible coach and we all know that that was a hire for aaron Rodgers, and they didn't get aaron Rodgers. so now nothing's working for him it's really bad and the worst part is it's just gonna it's not gonna how <clears throat> last year's head coaches all the rookies were great i don't think there was a single bad one last year Salah, campbell Sirianni, I, I honestly think the three of them at least are like class of top of the class. <clears throat> I think um what's his face from Houston got canned prematurely. Um, yeah, he, he did more than I think a lot of people thought he would do. So I, I don't think it was fair for him to get canned after one year. But like, I'm not seeing a bad head coach. rookie. Even Brandon Staley, another one, like another good rookie head coach <clears throat> this year. Dude, it's a bunch of duds, baby. Yeah. I, I mean, Dable ain't bad. McDaniel's Dable. good so far. Josh McDaniels has been eh. Yeah. Daniel Hackett's fucking terrible. I think um, that the Vikings one too, Kevin O'Connell, I think it is. Kevin O'Connell's been okay so far. Yeah. I think Dable's the best one, to be honest with you. Um, I know the Giants. No, uh, yeah. Dable? No, no, no. Dable, yeah. yeah. He's, work, think... he's basically working with broken parts on a, on a moving car. Yeah, it's on fire. Like, he still he still got them three and one. I think him and that GM Joe Shane. I think that's a phenomenal combination for the Giants organization going forward. But I think Dable's the best one. I mean, I know you know you look at the teams that they beat. In, I know they're not high end teams like the Panthers and the Bears, um, but he's got them three and one. They're playing hard for him, and there just seems to be a lot of respect in the locker room with him. So I think he's the best one out of all of them so far. Hell yeah! All right. <clears throat> then we talking about, let's let's speed run these a little bit. All right, we're gonna start off with the London game. London calling Viking Saints double doink returns. <laughs> so does Justin Jefferson's fantasy points. There we go. Kirk Cousins can't win a game in prime time, but when it comes down to fucking nine in the morning in America, he can win games. It was it was it was a fun game to watch. Good good for the it's Vikings. Two teams I really don't like 
but one team I bet on, one team I didn't. That made the whole the difference mm-hmm. in the world. Ooh, a little breaking news. Albert Pujols just passed Babe Ruth in uh, all-time RBI, so he's number two on the list now. Wow. And he hit uh, home run number 703. Nice. Who's number one? I would assume it's got to be Willie Mays or uh, I don't know if it's, it's Bob. No, it's Hank. It's Hank. It's Hank Aaron. Yeah. He played for so damn long, it's got to be Hank Aaron. <clears throat> that or Frank Robinson. But anyways. Yeah, oh, let's keep going. Uh, so what, uh, thoughts on uh, – Thoughts on the any other thoughts on the primetime game? Nah, we we fucking beat that thing enough. Speaking of beating the death, Trevor Lawrence, how you doing? <laughs> Eagle Jags. This my sentence is: the Jaguars should have looked across the sideline and seen the look of death and death and hatred in Jalen Hurts in in like ready to murder in Jalen Hurts' eyes. It's what's that old Cat Williams quote? Shit, him and talking shit. Yeah. They weren't talking shit, but the Jags were like they just kind of poked the bear one too many times, and Philly woke up and just just said, "All right, we're just gonna yeah. let, we're gonna let our running game and our defense just punch you in the mouth." But ja- yeah. the Jaguars don't get it twisted. The Jaguars are a good team, but they the Eagles kind of put their foot off the gas, and the Jags got a garbage time touchdown, so it wasn't like. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it's um, I'm looking. Uh, why is it? It's Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron, Albert Pujols, Babe Ruth, A Rod, uh, Cap Austin, where the fuck that is? Mm. Uh, Barry Bonds, Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Ty Cobb, Jamie Fox. Are you don't know who Cap Austin is? No. No, I don't know either. I was just messing with you. Yeah, um, Eddie Murray, Willie Mays, Mel Ott, Miguel Cabrera, and Yaz are the rest of the 15. Nice. I did not realize A-Rod was so high up in that list. I didn't either. I know he's like fourth or fifth in home runs. I didn't know he was on the IR. The, uh, the thing is, like, he, even when he wasn't a crazy power hitter, was just a doubles machine in Seattle. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and- congrats to uh, Pools. Um, yeah. Man, Eagles defense, they were missing Slay. They're missing Maddox. Didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, their offense allowed missing my Lotta and Isaac Samalu by the halfway point of that game. They couldn't throw the ball because of the rain and the wind, and they still find a way. That's just a good team. That's, that's just a well-coached, well-balanced, well-gelled like team. They didn't give a fuck. They said, screw it, we'll figure it out, and they did. Yeah. And the ja- Listen, Jacksonville, y'all are making the playoffs. Y'all are the best team in that AFC South by a mile. Doug Peterson's got a winning culture down there. They've got good players. They got a fast defense who likes to get after. They got to stop falling for screen passes, though. Dallas Goddard was getting free real estate every time he caught that ball. Those oh, tight end yeah. screens were killing him. But hell, listen, they were they were keeping Hurts under wraps. I think he had like 25, 30 yards total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll they keep couldn't, they couldn't touch Miles Sanders. Oh, by the way, uh Trey Sermon. Welcome to Bird Gang, baby. That is going to be the biggest mistake of the Niners season this year is letting him go. I'll keep it real short for this game. Um, Jaguars are the real deal. I think they're going to be a really good team going forward. I think Doug Peterson's a great coach for them with the culture and everything like that. But, you know, the Eagles at the end of the day, they just they were letting Doug Peterson's little revenge game. They were letting them have their fun, and they are like, all right, now we got to shut this down. And they took control of the game at the second half of the time. So credit to uh, Eagles going 4-0. But Jaguars, don't be upset. You're the real deal. 
Uh, Browns Falcons. Um, one fucking love this this score. I, I I despise the Browns now. I don't know why they just piss me off now. <laughs> I think that their fans don't know under their fans and their team don't understand how to like handle being a front runner but struggling like like champions. Yeah, yeah, like they're the the whiniest sore winners I've ever seen in my life. These fans, they they bitch and won't complain about everything. It's like. I miss when you guys sucked because you guys were cool to hang with. Now you guys fucking are even more annoying. Um, yeah. It's like that person who gets like really like who uh, what's it? It's like it's like a kid who's bullied in high school, but then gets to high school and either gets like super attractive or gets super jacked or becomes good at a sport but... and then become the biggest tool or I'm not going to say the word for women or whatever the fuck it is, uh, but they just become the worst. And everyone hates them because they basically just like, dude, you were like really nice when you were not liked. But now that you're like this and that, you're an asshole. That's how I look at the Browns. Like they finally got there. They finally became popular. They finally became good looking. If I became like a good athlete and they're like, oh, F you then for being a dickhead. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the Falcons, man, they're fun. And they here's the biggest key to the Falcons, this new Falcons regime. Matt, you notice them? They're closing out tight games. Yeah. They're Matt actually Falcons not defense. blowing leads. Dude, they're they're jumping routes. They're making stops. And it's like, like Atlanta's a playoff team. I think seriously, like if you ask me if there's any team in the NFC South who I think is going to make the playoffs like the Buccaneers, I'm like, it's Atlanta. A team that we thought was going to be have a top five pick, maybe a playoff team, like at nine and eight or 10 and seven, because I trust them to go into New Orleans and beat New Orleans. Yeah. It'd be exciting to see I, them. I, uh, I trust no, them beating Tampa. I was saying it's going to be exciting to see them next year when they're able to have Calvin Ridley come back with Olave and that oh offense. God, that's right. Because, you know, Olave might like, I mean, I'll, oh, not I'll Olave. Ridley. I'm sorry. Drake I, London. Oh, Drake London. I feel like Ridley, if like he's like, wait a minute, like, y'all good? I'll stay. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, We are commanders. Bumping up. The Cowboys continue to own Carson Wentz. Um, I think Carson, his career is like, Two and ten against the Cowboys now, or something ridiculous like that. He, he, he's like not a great record, and the Cowboys Cooper Rush is, might be the real deal. Seriously, even if the Cowboys get, it's like it's not like Mike White last year. We had like that one elite game, and then just was, like I actually think Cooper Rush legitimately. This is the third straight game in a row. He's been good. He's made good decisions. He's made good throws, and the Cowboys are rallying around him. And it's like to Dak. My favorite meme is Dak with the. They're like Dak. Watching Cooper Rush scores, hitting them with the Joker makeup. <laughs> and I'm like, that's hysterical on so many levels because I guarantee Dak is hopefully he's handling it better than Carson Wentz when Nick Foles came in for him. But yo, know, watching this is just is just pure comedy. Like the Dallas Cowboys are honestly, I am more afraid of Cooper Rush than I am of Dak Prescott right now. Yeah, I Cooper am. Rush, and he, he's been a backup for a while now with them. It's not like he's only been around for one or two years, but he's he's looking like the real deal. And if I'm the Cowboys, I'm riding the odd hand. I am not starting Dak until Cooper Rush maybe loses a game or something like that. But the more Cooper Rush wins, the more my star quarterback can heal up. Imagine, all right, so I'm going to put the scenario for you. Dak was supposed to come back week six against us, right? Imagine mm-hmm. Dak comes in against Philadelphia who's like four picks. Let's say Slay, Marcus Epps, and the boys just have a field day. Like Hassan Reddick's in his grill, sacking him left and right. Zeke can't get the ball rolling. CD's dropping pass. Let's say it's just bad. Mm-hmm. And they put, and they're out of the game, but they put uh, Rush in. And Rush actually starts making a ball game of like they get within like two two scores. 
Mm-hmm. And now Dallas Cowboy fans are calling for Dak's neck. Yeah, if I'm Dallas, Dak Prescott I'd, to Carolina. I was going to say I, I wouldn't put it past uh, Jerry Jones to deal to deal him either by the deadline or at the end His of the year. Contracts compared to what the new ones are is not terrible. Or hey, no. listen, Baltimore may lose Lamar Jackson. Or they hey, hey listen, Baltimore hey, Miami needs a quarterback now because to his brain might be like jelly. So a lot of suitors for him. A lot of suitors, man. I, I don't know. This, like it's an open QB market. Speaking of open QB markets, Seattle, Detroit, the most fun game of the weekend. Oh my god! I think all the both defenses decided just to hang back and relax it. Two of the probably two of the one of the bottom teams in the leagues had the most exciting game of that whole week. I don't think they're. I think they're both in the middle of the pack teams. Well, I think Seattle's two and two, and the Lions are one and three. It's early. I won't call them bottom of the league. No, not record wise, but it's just the yeah. fact that they put up ninety something like combined points between the two oh of this game God. was insane. That, imagine, watching that game on red zone was fucking pure entertainment. Imagine if somebody just put ten bucks down on like a combined total of like ninety five points for that you game. Probably just, walked away with a ridiculous amount of yeah, money. Probably walked away with five hundred bucks. Um, Lions need to fix their defense, man, because they got a lot of talent that defense, and yeah. they can't stop anybody. No, Aaron Glenn, unfortunately, I think's on the on the uh, hot seat. For I the think you should of the stop season. talking as much shit to Deuce and start worrying about. Because listen, <laughs> those Lions running backs run hard, man. Yeah, Deuce is doing his job. DeAndre Swift, no, no problem. We got Jamal Williams and freaking uh, Craig Reynolds. Like, listen, the Lions are that team on offense. They don't give a fuck. Oh no, Mom, Rice St. Brown, we're still gonna put up forty five points. Fuck yeah. it. And Jared and Goff looks like a fucking back in two weeks. Like shit. Like they're 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 good. Goff like, looks like a whole new quarterback. Score, like Detroit may average thirty points a game this year, mm-hmm. easily. All right, want to talk about something? A game that's kind of more depressing. Titans Colts. Yo, fuck uh, Indy, man. I, I'm done. I'm done. My that's my sentence. Yo, fuck Indy, man. I'm done betting on them. Fuck Indy. Yeah. They deserve, yo, one in seven. One sixteen and one. Fuck Indy. Well, my, I don't even know if I have a sentence for this game or not. Both teams just are terrible. And I just, I'm very disappointed in the Colts. I'm sure DJ is as well, but I'm very disappointed in the Colts. And uh, uh, Tennessee is just, Tennessee to me is just a team that's going to just survive this year. Like in the sense of they're going to just hang on enough to just. They're eight and be, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, best they're going to get smoked by Jacksonville. I really thoroughly believe that. I think Doug, I think this is the best case scenario for Jacksonville to lose this way to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like guaranteed humble Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, four fumbles and a pick. That's awful. That's Carson Wentz numbers, baby. <laughs> That's why Doug looks so calm. He's like been here before, but Trevor's less of a dick than Carson, so we might actually survive. <laughs> um, but yo, the Titans, man, the Titans and Colts. The biggest problem with me with the, these teams is they're one dimensional on offense, and you take away the best weapon on Indy when when uh, Jonathan Taylor's hurt, and they become fucking useless. Matt Ryan is washed. Yeah, Matt Ryan looks terrible, and there's no reason why they should not be using Naheem Himes. Just use, just use Sam Ellinger. Call mm-hmm. it a day. Eat the bullet. Put in Sammy E or put in Jacob Eason. Put because you need some youth, man. You need some Zat Mettenberger like shot of adrenaline, guy smelling like Copenhagen mint, and just <laughs> ripping darts down the field. Ellinger like, looked like I, he was pretty good in the preseason too. Oh my god, I know, right? Like I'm a big Sam Ellinger in the pros guy. I feel like. He was misused at Texas because Steve Sarkeesian might be brain dead. Mm. We're not sure yet. Um, 
But listen, like I'm looking at it like this. One of my favorite moments of our college years was Zach Mettenberger and the story of Taylor Lewan tells even funnier. I just remember his first game in, there was like four touchdowns. And who and I think somebody had him in DraftKings. That was right when DraftKings came out, right when we were freshmen in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about um that whole thing was hearing about Zach Mettenberger. Apparently, like Taylor Lewan just saw Jake Locker get hurt, and he's like, Well, fuck, we're screwed. Mettenberger comes in. He all he all he sees is Mettenberger's cleats. Do with the two strap with the one strap helmet, and all he smells he just smells straight Copenhagen wintergreen. And he looks up. There's Mettenberger with a hammer in his mouth. Going, all right, guys, we got this. Walks out, zips a touchdown to Laney Walker. Greatest story I've ever heard of a redneck quarterback. <laughs> I think Sam Ellinger is that kind of juice that the Colts need right now because I think Matt Ryan is literally an energy vacuum. Yeah, I sure think he is because. Jonathan Taylor is not this bad. The offensive line of the Colts is not this bad. Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman are not this bad. So what is the counteracting here? What is the one thing I haven't talked about yet? The fucking quarterback position. I am not going to blame Frank Reich's play calling when Matt Ryan looks like a gun-shy deer in the headlights. Yeah, I you know I, I don't really know what Indianapolis is trying to do here because this is like their this is their second quarterback in the last three quarterbacks that pretty this much is their been, five fifth quarterback in the last six years. Yeah. But this is their third straight stopgap quarterback. Like I think Carson Wentz was the only one they were probably hoping was going to be the future for them. Like a long-term answer. Cause he's so young, but like Phillip rivers gave him one year. Matt Ryan's going to give him one year. Like, I don't know what's keeping them from going out and getting the next sure thing, or at least drafting a high end rookie to just see what the I think going Jim Irsay may have finally cracked. I think him and uh, him and Jerry Jones have reached Al Davis level status. Dude, if I'm if I'm him and I don't get like Stroud or Bryce Young in the in the draft, I'm fucking. I would shut down. Listen, if I'm the Colts right now, I shut down Taylor for five to six weeks. I I throw out Sam Ellinger for a couple games, see if he is good. If he's not, completely just sell it. Go two and fourteen. Go get Stroud or go get Bryce Young or fuck it. Even at least get Will Levis. At least it gives you a better shot to win than Matt Ryan does. This is uh, bad. Indy should be punching that panic button like freaking Muhammad Ali against freaking um what's it what's um Sonny Listed. Like mm-hmm. just absolutely going for the freaking jugular. Slam that panic button. All right. Speaking of jugulars and terrible and atrocious and oh my god, New York Giants uh and Chicago Bears literally. I couldn't think of a worse game to insult me by forcing me to watch. <laughs> Listen, I have friends who are Gi- Giants fans and Bears fans. Love y'all both. Do I want to watch either of your team play each other? Fuck no. I'd rather watch yeah. paint dry because that game was atrocious. Saquon looks great, but that was my only note. That was positive. Other than that, the Bears can't do a contain to save their life. Daniel Jones looked like he was just running around the curve of his driveway going down that <laughs> sideline. I was like, holy shit, he's untouched. Yeah, and the, the only part about this whole game was is that I could have watched Philly Jacksonville or I could have watched Detroit Seattle or fucking um, Ravens Bills or even freaking Chargers Texans. No, I had to watch the fucking Giants and Bears if I didn't have access to a certain stream website, which I will not write out. NFL NFL regional rights need to get a, a reality check because it's fucking stupid that I have to pay for this shit. Mm-hmm. I pay 65 bucks a month to YouTube TV, 70 bucks actually. They raised my rate $5. 
and I still have to watch this shithole game. Thank God the thank God the Jets and Steelers was a fun game, or I would have been ridiculously pissed. Yeah, with the Giants, you know, the one good thing out of that whole thing is that Saquon Barkley looks like year Saquon. one Saquon Barkley, which is great for the Giants, which probably means that they're going to probably extend him, which at this point I think they should if this is what they're going to get from him going forward. That game going into it, we all know this is going to be a fucking horrendous game, which it was. It was not There's- fun. It was not It was not exciting. And it was 20-12. to 12. It was a low-scoring game. We all, I knew the Giants were going to win. I just also expected it to be shitty. I think the Giants are fucking themselves. Um, they keep winning these games. Like honestly, if the Bears won, the Giants would be better off. Because here's the problem: you're not beating Philadelphia in the playoffs. You're not beating Tampa. You're not beating. Um, you're not beating the Giant. Um, the Packers or the Rams or fuck even. I I take the Falcons over them right now. Here's the problem with the Giants: they have no weapons. The receiver looks. The receiver room looks like a triage room from like Iraq. That's fucked up. Um, I, I listen. I take that back. It, it looks like it looks like a freaking like. It looks like an. <laughs> it looks like an ICU after a really bad game of freaking uh, adult tackle football with no pads. Like you know, like yeah. when a bunch of forty year olds try to act like they're twenty. That's what it looks like. And their best hope is. K- I don't even, is it Kadarius Tony or is it like the ghost of Kenny Galladay? I don't know what the hell they're doing on offense. You have Saquon Barkley playing quarterback. There is a rumor going around. The bills have already called about Saquon. Wow. That would and be something. I, if I'm the, if I'm the, the, the giants, I'm like, what are we getting for him? Bump up to a set at a second round or more. And it's done or at a, at a third. Yeah. We're done. Like, I don't think keeping Saquon is the smartest move. They have yeah. so much other holes and so many other bad contracts they have to take care of. And getting rid of Saquon, as much as it would hurt, as much as it would suck and take the life out of your fan base for a year, you can go get CJ Stroud or Bryce mm-hmm. Young or Will Levis. You can go, you can finally dump that atrocious contract that Kenny Galladay has. You can finally give Kadarius Tony playing time. And um, who's the um Wendell and uh, Wendell, Wendell Robinson? Moore? Oh, well, no, was oh, it yeah. oh, Wendell Robinson? Wendell Robinson, and hopefully, Sterling Shepard comes back. God bless. I, I feel horrible watching that guy get hurt every time. And who knows, maybe you can pull the ghost of John Ross out somewhere. I don't know, but like it gives you options. You sign Saquon, you are fucked because there's no way in hell you're gonna be able to eat that Galladay contract, too. Yeah, and no. then. Yeah, and they're not getting rid of they they better and Barkley's gonna win you a couple games. Do you really want us to have a shot at Will Levis? Or do you want to pray that you still can get Anthony Richardson at like pick twenty if you trade back? I don't yeah. know. The Giants are not doing themselves any favors. They're playing themselves into that okay, we're a solid seven, eight win. They're playing themselves in the Bears territory. Yeah, they're going to have to come up with some players that they're willing to trade in the draft because they're going to have to move up some spots if they keep doing well, which obviously they want you want to keep doing well, but Daniel Jones isn't the answer at the end of the day. So we'll yeah, see what they do. But... They're bad, but they're not bad enough to get a top a career, uh, a franchise-changing pick. And I really – maybe it's because like two of my best – two of my closest friends and some of my family members are Giants fans. Like, listen, as an Eagles fan – I don't want like the Cowboys being good is fun, but the team I look forward to playing the most is the New York Giants. Mm. Giants week to me is fun. 
because me and Gi Eagles fans and Giants fans, there's a lovable hatred between each other. We share territory. We share states. We shared players. We've had it's just it, the rivalry there is fun. There's all these memorable moments, you know. Miracle of the Meadowlands one, two, and three. Um, you know, oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is stumble and fumble and rumble. Um, we there and like you know, there's the times they owned us for like four straight years. Eagles Cowboys just pure hatred. Mm. Eagles Washington is like it's like trying to flick that annoying little take off your shoulder that bit you, and then. Eagles-Giants is just, to me, is the most pure, fun rivalry in football. It's just fun. Because it, it's always exciting. It never makes any sense. Last year, the Jalen Rager dropped touchdown. Like, that. that's the perfect symbolization of that game. Any other receiver catches that ball, Eagles are 10-7 and seven in the playoff and already in the playoffs. And we're talking about how, the uh, how like, Devontae Smith or Quez Watkins saved the game for Philadelphia. Nope, Jalen Rager is a Viking now because he can't catch a game-winning ball to save his life. Um... But yeah, the Giants stay there fucking themselves right now. Oh yeah. All right, let's try to speed run these a little bit. After this one, of course, you get your uh five seconds of fame here, Matt. Mm. Jet Steelers, I'll get my eye out of the way. J-E-T-S, Jets, oh. Jets, Jets. I fucking love watching the Jets win because they're entertaining. I like entertaining football games. Zach Wilson has a fucking bazooka for how small he is. Mm. That receiving core with Davis and I, I don't even know who you're. Uh, you're uh, who's the other one? Uh, Garrett Wilson, my dog. Yeah, Elijah, and Elijah Moore. Moore. And it's just and CJ Uzama. It's a and Brees Hall. It's a fun offense. Yeah. And Robert Bob Sala is fun as fuck. I'm still mad at Bob for trying to take out Jalen Hurts' head, but we'll <laughs> get him later whenever they actually make the playoffs or actually play a real football meaning football game. But you know what? The Jets are fun. I want them to go eight and nine this year and make some people miserable. That was awesome. Your, your floor is yours. I uh, I hope and pray that we get at least eight wins or more this season. But it it was it was fun to watch. I was very happy with the win. Obviously, my my only thing was at first I'm watching this game and I'm like, Zach Wilson is not having a good accuracy day. He's not completing a lot of his passes. He's got two interceptions. One of them was off the hands of Tyler Conklin, which should have been caught. But at the end of the day, you're still going to count that against the quarterback, obviously. So first, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, great. We got two interceptions. We're down 20 to 10. We got Kenny Pickett coming in who took the lead from us. I'm like, I've seen this before. This happened when we played the the Browns with Baker Mayfield, and they came back and won, and now it's going to happen again with Kenny Pickett. And three interceptions later, Zach Wilson leads two uh, two touchdown drives with under 10 minutes left in the game to score 14 points, take a 24 to 20 lead. But that's what you want to see from your quarterback. It's like he didn't have the prettiest of games, but when it came down to crunch time in the fourth quarter, he led two game-winning drives in order for us to take that lead. Shout-out to Rob Sala, too, because I was very critical on some of his decisions. One of them was we were down at the five-yard line, and we had three, three timeouts left, and there's like 40 seconds left, and all of a sudden the clock's winding down, and they're walking, they're taking their time, and all of a sudden they take a timeout. There's eight – no, they don't even take – yeah, they did take a timeout. 18 seconds left. I'm like, 18 fucking seconds left, and you waited like 40 seconds to take a timeout? I came to realize you got the ball at like the three-yard line. You've got three – with those two timeouts, you got three opportunities pretty much to score a touchdown. So I'm like, perfect. This is actually genius because you're going to get this touchdown. And then they did. And then boom, there's like 10 seconds left on the clock. Kenny Pickett throws a deep Hail Mary interception and all is well in the world of MetLife Stadium. So I yeah. love 
I think Zach Wilson could be the real deal for us. I think he's going to be the guy for us going forward. Fuck yes. All right. Um, <clears throat> we only got five games left, and we'll talk about quickly six-pack in college football, and then we'll get into my football preview, and we'll try to round up quickly with our um, pre our uh, top tens. All right, we'll try our spear on these. Bills, Ravens, Marcus Peters, slamming his helmet, always pure entertainment. John <laughs> Harbaugh, I think, has overshot his skis. I think the, the Ravens and Lamar, this is going to be a season-ending in tragedy, and I think this Buffalo game was just a sign of more to come because the Ravens should have put him away. Yeah. Uh, my my short stint with this is that I think Buffalo is a real deal. I think they they're in that game. I think they're down twenty to nothing. They're probably like guys. We just fucking lost this game to Miami. We cannot lose this to the Ravens. They came back. They won it. Josh Allen's a real deal. Sean McDermott's a fantastic head coach, and the Bills are in good hands. Hell yeah, Chargers Texans. This game was not as close as it looked. Damian Pierce is the boss. Damian Pierce is looking like he's waking up and being what we all thought he was going to be from preseason. Um, I think Texas or the Texans have some bright future players on their offense for them. Um, and I'm excited to see what Mechie does when he's able to come back, but shout out to uh shout out to chargers for getting the win. There you go. Uh, Cardinals Panthers all says God, Carolina is bad. Wow, and God, Arizona is not much better. No, that was uh, that was painful to watch. Is what I'll say. That was that was not exciting, and that was just terrible football. That's like watching like a bench warmer special teamer beat up a nerd in the back of the locker room. It's like it's not really that. <laughs> it's like you're just like, dude, like yeah. that's just mean. Like yeah. it's like Carolina's bad enough as it is, and you got a guy who's just just much a little bit better, and it's it's yeah. just really not a fun. It's not a fun. It's not. It wasn't a fun game. I turned that off. This game was fun as fuck. Patriots Packers, bro. Oh my gosh, Bailey Zap. Bailey Zap. Bailey Zap, Mac Jones looking like long lost brothers and like the Packers just looking like they took way too much Aaron Rodgers yeah. mystical like Truth Quest tea. <laughs> oh my god, but you know what? Listen. Mason Crosby, older than dirt in time itself, can still nail it from five, 55 in. So, yeah. My short stint with this is Bailey Zapp looks a lot better than Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer obviously has some sort of dirt on Bill Belichick because there's no way why this guy keeps getting multi-year contracts from them and he sucks. But Bailey Zapp looked pretty good. Um, I'm sure he'll go back to Mac Jones when he's healthy, but congratulations to the Packers. You guys look terrible, but you're 3-1. and one. Next up, Broncos Raiders. In my sense, it's Broncos country. Y'all can't ride. Like, dude, like... The Broncos have to be like their their two wins have to be the luckiest two wins I've ever seen, because right now, Denver looks absolutely fucking atrocious. Holy shit! Like, Oak, Las Vegas was giving them the ball away, and now they have lost Javante Williams, and oh, gee, it's just bad. Like, this is just bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate to see because both teams don't look good at all but both teams got significantly better in the offseason so i'm very surprised to see these two teams playing the way they are but anything can happen in the nfl you know what the worst pro is like the glaring issues with each team are becoming more and more prevalent as the season goes on denver's problem was they're a little older in the secondary their running game wasn't perfect and their offense just seemed a little anemic and i didn't trust nathaniel hackett and Russell Wilson in a brand new system first year it just didn't seem completely right. Um, with Oak Las Vegas, they have one good cornerback I trust, and that is Rocky Sin. 
They have a good pass rush, but their linebackers are okay. They can't block. Like, their offense of Josh McDaniels is not even utilizing their best fucking weapon besides Devontae Adams, which is Darren Waller. Like, he might get dealt midseason the way this is looking. I, 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 to me, like this, this whole, like both teams are like having an identity crisis and the Chargers and Chiefs are just running away with the division. Um, even though the Broncos hit record, the Chargers, but I don't think it's going to last long. Elijah Mitchell. I'm not Elijah Mitchell. I'm sorry. Jeff Wilson Jr. Just had a 33 yard run for a touchdown. So their uh, Niners are up seven, three. Well, if they kick this extra point and they make it, they'll be up seven, three. It won't last. And finally, Chiefs Bucks. We talked about before Mahomes is that dude. The the Bucks get a pass on this one. They're they they put up thirty one points when they basically they had a horrible week. So. Yeah, Brady's on his way out. So I'll say. All right, in the sense of retirement. Back review scores. Me and Matt both hit on Bama over Arkansas. I missed on Kentucky over Ole Miss. Fucking Will Levis. Um, we both missed on NC State over Clemson. Um, we both hit on Buffalo. We both hit on Philly, and. I hit on the Chiefs. Matt missed. We both hit our uh, gimmies. Matt took BYU. I took Penn State. Um, so far for the scores, we are tied 5-5. I think I'm still up by three, I believe, mm. um, in the season standings right now as we go into week six for us, week five for the NFL. <clears throat> With that in mind now, it's time for our quick, very quick Monday Night Preview as the game has already started, obviously. Matt, what's your prediction? What do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, my prediction is a Los Angeles Rams victory. Um, I, you know, I, I was high on the Rams in the beginning of the season, watching them play, not so much anymore. I still think they're going to win that division, but I think it's going to be a close game. Like, give it within a four-point type session game. Like, I could see this being a, like, a 24-20 to 20 type game Rams. Um, I need to see a clean game from Matt Stafford, which I don't think we're going to see because he can't stop turning the ball over. And I need to see Jimmy G be that guy for them that you know everybody thinks that he should be right now. So give me the give me the Rams twenty four twenty tonight. I am watching this game solely for watching Jalen Hurts on the Manning cast. Other than that, I would just watch the highlights because this game does not interest me. There's no playoff implications. I think both teams are terrible. I think the Rams will win the division by default mm-hmm. if if Seattle and Arizona doesn't somehow figure this shit out. I don't know. This game just to me is just insulting as a football fan. Um. <laughs> All right, finally, as we wrap up today, we last 10 minutes of the show, we do our top 10 bar foods. Our Corner Booth Top 10 is brought to you by the amazing people at Candidips.com. Promo code, they'll have 20 for 20% off. By the way, these folks, not only, they fucked up my order on Friday, they didn't send me a tin. But you know what they did? Because they shorted me eight bucks. They sent me my entire order again, free of charge. Six tins for free. I am ecstatic right now. They're going to be here Thursday or Friday, and I'm like, I'm not going to have to buy another tin of dip from Candidips until probably almost Christmas, which means I hope they do like a peppermint schnapps flavor or something. It would be fucking lit. But with that in mind, with that in mind, top 10 bar foods. Matthew, you are up first. Going right down the list. Rock and roll, baby. Honorable mention through one. All right. Honorable mentions. The soft baked pretzel from the bar, the nice little cheese dip sauce. That's an honorable mention. And then my last one was a complimentary peanut you get from Texas Roadhouse. Um, and like, oh my god, ten to one. Obviously, ten being least to first. I got chips and salsa and chips and salsa slash queso. 
I, I am a fucking sucker for some good chips and salsa. I love going on the board again. That's those what chips I'm about and salsa. to eat after I get off the show. I'm starving. Right yeah, now. those are my ten. Number nine is a fan favorite, but not a particular big fan of mine because it's either hit or miss to me. Jalapeno poppers. I it depends where you get them. You either get not enough stuffing in your pepper or vice versa. That kind of sounded wrong, even though I don't think it was. I'm not sure, but that's what I'm feeling right now. Um, eight is uh, fried mozzarella sticks. Um, oh I love them, but it's just they they taste the same pretty much everywhere you go. You either get them in the sticks or in the cheese curds. Uh, seven used to be one of my favorites, but I've grown out of that. Is fried pickles. I used to be a fucking sucker for some fried pickles with that chipotle dipping sauce. I still am, but with bar foods evolving, not anymore. Six, empanadas. Empanadas is a sleeper bar food, in my opinion. Doesn't very, matter if I have it in my top ten, very sleeper, though. I do enjoy a good empanada, but you got to have a good empanada. Oh, yeah, but you know, it's at the point where you don't have to be in a, in a traditional Spanish bar to get a good empanada. Sometimes you can go to the American-owned chains, and they make some good ones. Number five, to stick with the Spanish theme, quesadillas. Quesadilla. I love quesadillas, especially if you ever go to – if anybody of you guys are ever in New Haven, go to Teamos every single day, 12 to 7's happy hour. They got $8 quesadillas, and these things are stuffed. You want to talk about some that amazing ones, Matt? I've taken him to this restaurant for uh, Sharky's Cantina on Martha's Vineyard. They're two locations. Oh yes, very good. Dude, their quesadillas are loaded to the teeth. They're a full ass meal. Like the rice and beans on the side, you shouldn't even touch it because you're yeah. it, their loaded quesadilla is like a pound of food. It's insane. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, number four, uh, this kind of this is a shout out to all the bars in Boston. The baked mac and cheese. Ooh. You get the nice baked mac and cheese. They put a little bit of the breadcrumbs in there. One of them actually gave me a little razzle dazzle. I didn't even know, but I had bacon and shrimp in mine. It was amazing. Wow. Number three, one of my all time favorites, and something Bianca and I always get when we go out somewhere fried calamad. I love fried calamad. I prefer the marinara dipping sauce. Are you uncultured swines as fried calamari? Yeah, yeah. I'm never, you're never going to hear me say calamari until today. But number two, Loaded potato skins. I fucking love loaded potato skins. Dip them into the nice sour cream and everything like that. Nice cheese and chives and bacon bits on top. And number one, which I'm sure we're all aware of, is boneless wings. Dead. You're dead to me. You're dead to me. It's just fucking chicken fingers with fucking sauce. Get out of here. (laughs) Dude, that's the best part. Oh, listen, no, I do love them, but do not call them wings. They're chicken nuggets with sauce. Which boneless is wings, fine, regular chicken which wings. Which is totally fine. They're delicious, but do not insult them by calling them chicken wings. It's nuggets with sauce, which is totally good because that, that's on my list. It's number four on my list. Listen, in my defense, when you have a nice girthy beard like I do, you need boneless because if you do the bone in, it's just going to get everywhere and you're going to be saving it for later. Which is the best part because with our beard tonight. <laughs> All righty. Honorable mention – Onion rings and French fries. The OG shit. Listen, if I'm going to the bar to watch a game and I know I just ate dinner or if I got to kind of keep my shit together and not want to break the bank, onion rings and fries with some good sauce, perfect. Especially the good beer. Number 10, good nachos. Not the cheap shit where they throw some Tostitos on a toaster oven roll. I'm talking good actual nachos where it literally weighs about 10 pounds for the damn plate. Sour cream, some meat. Sauce, salsa, I mean, not sauce, salsa, sour cream, cheese, a little guac, some jalapenos, habaneros if you want to get spicy, or chili peppers. Chili peppers are better, honestly. But um, 
Love that shit. Number nine is I mean, no, sorry. That was number that was number nine, actually. Sorry. So number nine is nachos. Number ten is any fried seafood or grilled seafood. My sister's bar has a grilled octopus. It is phenomenal. And also, okay. you know, fried clam strips, calamad, clam bellies, oysters, like you can't go wrong. Or fra- or uh, or uh, baked mussels. Amazing bar food. Amazing bar food. I know it's like it's kind of a fancy, more of a Boston thing, Northeast thing. I love it though. All right, number eight, mozzarella sticks, and I mean good ones. So shout out to Stanziato's and Danbury. They have the best mozzarella sticks on the planet. Uh, number two for me in my book would be uh, Mercado and Southbury. It's a mozzarella log. It's not a mozzarella stick. Four of those can feed a family. Um, they're literally the size of like two of my fingers. They're fucking huge. Um. Number seven is a Reuben and Philly cheesesteak Thai bar sandwiches. These are the best. I had an amazing Philly cheesesteak and fry at the bar. It was a, it was great. Perfectly shaved steak, American cheese mixed with a little provolone, onions, peppers, um, and a Reuben. Listen, the the bar on the corner from my house has one of the best red Reubens in the state. And it is a shit bar. It's a biker bar, man. But listen, the Reuben always hits correctly. And it doesn't matter if it's corned beef or um, freaking uh, pastrami. Either way works. Um, number six is pizza. Listen, I my sister worked at a pizza bar forever. I always would go in there for uh, any Eagles games because they had Sunday ticket. And listen, get a slice of pizza as like your start as your appetizer was mint. New York style, either get sausage, pepperoni, a little garlic, and broccoli. It was perfect. All right. Number five. Oh, no. Number, yeah, no, number five. Any kind of fried chicken, either a fried chicken dinner or Matt's boneless wings, a.k.a. Chicken, chicken finger nuggets with sauce or chicken fingers with some dipping sauce. Perfect. It's a solid meal. If I'm not feeling, know what I'm feeling, but I just want something that's going to be fried and greasy and take away some of the pain. That's fried. That's anything fried chicken. Number four, fried pickles. I don't want to hear this slander that it's outdated. No, fried pickles, if done correctly, in the spears or in the chips, is mint. Shout out to Brewberry and Middlebury. They do it in the spears. That's yeah, Archie Morris right does them in the spears too. It threw me off guard for a minute until I bit into it and I realized it wasn't a fried. Zucchini fries also is a good is a good one to throw in mm-hmm. there as well. Um. Number three, loaded French fries slash Irish nachos. Mm. Like, get a good base of French fries, cheese, sauce, any kind of meat. I actually make the best type. I call them my garbage can fries. It's waffle fries with a coating of cheese, chipotle aioli, and chopped up kielbasa and fried chicken. It is the greatest game meal of all time I make at my house. Number two is the only thing I make that's better is wings. My Super Bowl party wings, I make three good flavors. My buffalo, my mama's buffalo sauce, my Cajun dirty rub butter wings, and my barbecue teriyaki. All slap. But listen, wings are number two. And I mean bone in, real ass wings, where the plate has a little extra weight to it because you have a fucking half a chicken sitting on there with the meat. And you don't like being classy and eating your little chicken wings with a fork? Bro, I'm a fucking animal. We figured this out already. <laughs> Listen, if you eat your wings with a fork, there's three other words I have for you. 
Um, and number one is my favorite food of all time. It is the most versatile food on the planet besides the egg sandwich. You can put anything on this food. Eggs, guacamole, bacon, onion rings. I've seen prosciutto and mozzarella and red peppers on this shit. It is the cheeseburger. A cheeseburger with fries is the best bar food of all time. I'm telling you right now, there is nothing better than when my buddies go, yo, what do you want to do? Let's go get some food. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's hit the bar. And they're like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, just give me a burger. A bar by my house does a mac and cheese burger. They literally pour crap, like actual homemade baked mac and cheese on top of it. Or they have a, a breakfast burger, which is my favorite too. Mm-hmm. With guacamole and bacon and jalapenos. Cheeseburger is so versatile. There's a uh, a bar out in Milford called, I think it's called like Bar 333, but they had this burger where it was like a hangover burger where they had a little sunny side egg on the on the bacon yeah, and cheeseburger. Yeah, that too. They also had a piece of pork belly. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Pork belly slap. You got to do it right because you dry it out. It tastes like shit. Oh, yeah. Did I surprise you by not having wings at one? A little bit. A little bit. But you had them at what, two, is it, or three? Two. Yeah, Real so that's fine. Irish nachos and loaded fries is number three for me because it is my best bar food besides wings. Like, if I have friends over, if it's just a couple people, my you can almost guarantee I will make garbage can fries because mm-hmm. it is the best. Especially if it's like more than four people, garbage can fries become ridiculous because then you're dealing with massive portions of food. And when it's done in the air fryer for like two, three people, it's perfect. Once you get above five or six people, it's not that good. I can make wings in bulk for 80 people. I have them in little trays and shit and everything. So the other one, an honorable mention is something I only make, but something it's it's more of like a party food to make. It's my Cajun bake. It's mm. grilled chicken thighs and dually sausage over rice with peppers, garlic, onions, and a butt ton of butter and Cajun seasoning. And it's slow cooked on the grill for like 45 minutes as it all congeals together. It is maybe one of the greatest things I've ever made in my life. But yeah, that's our top 10 bar foods. This has been the Corner Booth pregame. Uh, the KB Top 10 is, of course, brought to you by the amazing people at EatsOfficial.com. Actually, no, no. Brought to you by Candidates. Promo code BEV20 for 20% off. The show is brought to you by the amazing people at EatsOfficial.com. Promo code Corner Booth for 10% off. You want amazing shades like the ones me, Matt, Kevin, and all the boys rock on our live show on Thursdays. Go to EatsOfficial.com. They have styles for everybody, men, women, whatever. You, whatever. They got everything. It fits. They got any style for any person. It is unbelievable how much stuff they have. And you know what? They're a good company out of South Florida. And they just they handwrite every label. You know they care about their product. They build good stuff. And you know what? They, they've been our one of our longest sponsors. So promo code uh, Corner for 10% off. We appreciate you stopping by tonight. Matt, any thoughts for the folks before we take off? Uh, I just feel bad for everybody that's going to have to tune into this game because this is going to be a fucking shit show. It's 7-3 to three and we're already in the top of the second quarter. So I feel bad for everybody having to watch this, but don't worry. Uh, the New York Jets play on Sunday, so we'll have something to watch. I'm about to go watch the uh, I'm about to go watch Galen Hurts the Manning cast because the only reason I'm going to turn this game on. I'm going to go cook a bunch of food. Uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all coming through. We will talk to you guys Thursday for another live show. Epic as usual. Peace. Peace out. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.